0: Welcome to Flopography, where we revisit old pop albums that are known by many, not because of their critical or commercial success, but because of their lack thereof. These albums received the designation of flop. But did we give them a fair shake? Welcome to season three, episode three. It is Flopography with Mike Kirez and Steve Mariani, it's great to be with you wherever and uh, whenever you're listening to us. Uh, and, however, Mike, it's,
1: and however, too. It could be video. However. Be
0: video. <laughs> Mike, tell us a little bit about you know this. I know you probably can't hear it if you're listening to us, but Mike's got quite
1: the, the get up on. Mike, is that yeah. is that a glitter sweatshirt? So I'm wearing a glitter sweater. And as I was thinking about it, I'm like, I haven't really like put outfits on to match the album we're reviewing. And as I was going through my closet, I was like, I feel like this one could be the closest that I have to this album. It's really hard with the albums we're choosing this season. So um, I agree.
0: I wore actually this. I got a compliment today on this shirt as I was walking out to get my coffee at Phil's. One of the barista goes, I love your shirt. I bought it at a vintage shop in San Francisco. So I'm feeling very trendy
1: Our outfits are very much where we're at in the season. Steve's in California. I'm in Chicago area. And yeah.
0: The third episode of season three, we're featuring Ariana Grande's positions. Switching the positions for you. I really don't know how you feel about Ariana Grande. You you don't talk about her much. So I'm interested
1: to to see, and she's a big star. So I'm interested to see what your perspective is on her. She's a a big star, like you said. Um, You know, I've never, okay, there's stars, but there's also mega stars. And I don't know if Ariana Grande has, this is really bold, the, it's, the it factor, the X factor, whatever it is. Like, she's never had it with me. I like her music. Like, I bought my head to it. Like, I have not had any, you know, ill will towards her music overall, but she's just not like an it artist.
0: She's not a pop artist. Yeah, girl. she's a bit sure. understated. And she also, I will say, for example, she's not necessarily like a dancer, doesn't do like a lot of choreography and no. her music videos and those types of things. That I think, like, I see the type of artist that you like, Mike, and I can see why she doesn't fit that mold.
1: That's so funny you say that because I forgot about that she does not dance. And I don't know. I feel like she lacks personality too. So I don't know. I guess let's make this the poll for today. If you're on Spotify, we're going to put this in the poll. Does Ariana have the it factor for you? And let's see what people say.
0: I really enjoy Ariana Grande's music. You know, her, her hits have been on my Spotify playlist in the past. I didn't listen to her albums before Thank You Next. So I awesome. would only hear what was on the radio, which is when I would say I became a fan of, of her work. I'm impressed by vocal abilities and Ariana Grande has this like four octave range, uh, which is really impressive. And she also has this unique style categorized as trap. And this is, I think a really wide appealing genre that makes her very appealing to the general public in comparison to a lot of other pop girls. We were joking actually before this episode, when, uh, Jenny and I lived separately. I lived in San Francisco. She lived in Chicago. It was before she moved to, sh- to San Francisco with me. I remember hearing a song. It was like a cover, and I was like, oh, it was like a love song. I was like, oh, this reminds me of, of you, Jenny. And she goes, oh, you want to know what reminds me of you? That Ariana Grande NASA song. And I go, Jenny, the song I listened to, it, it's like about needing space. I, need space. I go, oh
1: my God. Goes, that it sounds really like funny. Jenny.
0: She's like, I meant it that it was like nice to have a little break because when we get to get back together, it's going to be even better.
1: And
0: And so a little bit about the background of Positions. The album was released October 30th, 2020. So in the fall of the year of COVID, the type of music that was popular, the top song of 2020, according to Billboard's year-end chart, was The weekend's Blinding Lights. Rap, hip-hop, and R&B dominated the charts in 2020. Uh, Post Malone, Roddy Ricch, Doja Cat, those were some of the biggest artists. And despite being at the height of COVID, um, Upbeat Pop did really well in 2020. Think Dua Lipa, uh, Levitating, was a big hit that year. Harry Styles was dominating the airwaves with Watermelon Sugar. Gaga released Chromatica in 2020. So it had a bit of like pop music renaissance as well.
1: Yeah, and that's funny. Well, Ariana also had Rain On Me in 2020, um, which I mean is complete opposite of her album here. You know, I think there might be a theme here, Steve, too, with our flops and releasing an album during the pandemic or at least making the album during the pandemic. This was Ariana Grande's sixth studio album. Um, She was 27 years
0: old, which... At 27, having six albums already is pretty impressive. She rose to fame for playing Cat Valentine in the Nickelodeon series, Victorious. Did you know that, Mike? Did you watch
1: that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I didn't watch it, but I knew it.
0: And like you said, in 2020 alone, she scored two number one debuts on the Billboard Hot 100. One was with Justin Bieber, Stuck With You, Mm -hmm. and two was Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, Rain On Me. Were you a fan of Stuck With You or Rain On Me?
1: It was, Suck With You was cute. I mean, I played it once and I was done with it. I need to hear it again. But Rain right On Me was a bop. I mean, justice for Rain On Me. Like, if people were in the clubs at that time, like it would have been even mu- much more massive than it had been.
0: Let's get into the numbers of Ariana Grande's positions. Ooh, ooh. Positions had 174,000 a first week sales. Compare that to Thank You Next which had 360,000. So 360 versus 174. That's a pretty substantial come down. Album singles. So she did pretty well on the charts. Positions the single went number 1 and spent 29 weeks. I'm a so that year alone, Positions, Rain On Me, and Stuck With You all debuted at number one. The second single was 34, 35, 34 plus 35. What does that uh, equal? Uh, <laughs> don't, don't be naughty. Yeah. Uh, nice. 34 plus 35. That went number two and spent 28 weeks on the chart. And then the third nice. single was uh, POV. And that went only to number 27 it did spend 20 weeks on the chart though because of its performance in pop radio one thing I will note is Ariana Grande was heavily supported by radio with positions spending seven weeks at number one on pop radio um, despite only one week at number one on the hot 100 and 34 plus 35 spent three weeks at number one on pop radio even POV went number three And just to give you a reference, POV only went 27 on the Hot 100. So radio was really heavy on her her album. She did release a remix with Doja Cat and Megan Thee Stallion for 34 plus 35 and a video with the two stars. And POV was trending on TikTok, which caused Ariana to release this as her
1: third single. Ariana does streaming well, and... The fact that she's a younger artist, too, bodes well with her on radio. When you add those two things together, you're, you're going to be a big artist. Whether that will stay, I think it remains to be seen. We'll get more into that later on. But, I mean, there's no doubt she is a huge artist in terms of impact and numbers.
0: And the critic scores pretty good critic score for positions compared to what we normally review. It got a 72 out of hundred. Thank you. Next though. Got an 86 out of hundred and sweetener an 81. So this was a come down from those two, but it still wasn't the depths of what we might've seen in previous episodes. All right, Mike, it's time to get into the analysis of the album. Was this your first time listening to positions all the way through?
1: No, I, I had done it when it first came out. So let's take it back, right? Her last album, Thank You, Next, was massive. And was that a surprise release? I think it was. It was almost close to it. Um, there wasn't a lot of lead time, I would say, for promotion. She's been doing this recently for the last couple albums. But I was hooked on that album. It was so good. I loved it. And so it primed me for this album. So I definitely gave it a full listen. What was your initial reaction to the album? It was slow. That was it. I mean, mine was like, okay. Like, you're waiting for something a little bit more bombastic. And I felt like the entire time I was listening to it, I was anticipating, 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 waiting, especially knowing the massive banger she had in the previous, uh, not just album, albums. I was waiting for something to pop. It felt recycled. The album
0: felt like it showed minimal growth from Thank You Next. (laughs) It didn't venture into a different genre. It was still influenced by R&B and hip hop. The songs on um thank you next like to me were almost wholly stronger than what was seen on positions. She didn't take any risks and perhaps that was her strategy given the success of thank you next and none of the songs had hooks to them no. they were kind of they kind of just meandered. My theory is what's popular on radio and with the general public is like songs that aren't loud, even if you look at like miley cyrus's flowers which is doing really well that song is much more understated than like midnight sky for example so i think that that's one of the things that's a struggle for artists that are like make loud music
1: yeah you know i can see that i mean when we look at recent number ones like antihero and sos sos has not made number one but um i says uh, that's really heated up like Songs have been really much understated. I I don't know if that's a sign of the times or just what works for the artists themselves because Ariana has proven she can go hard on on a song and get the airplay. But on this album, she had songs, but they felt like a drop in the hat almost. What was your low moment? Of of the positions era. The sense that it was forced sexuality. So this album is like her most sexual to date. And I am used to like Erotica by Madonna or these other albums that have really had a nighttime vibe to it. And I felt like Ariana's probably what, 26? You said 26, 27 when she releases, this. Like she she still doesn't present herself in a very sexual manner, and it, all the songs felt forced in that direction. So to me, the authenticity of what she was singing and what her character is in public did not line up for me in a low moment.
0: During this album, it was leading up to, you know, getting engaged and getting married, so she was just in, like, a Perfect. really different headspace. Yeah. All right, the low moment for me was really the minimal impact of adding two mega stars at the time to 34 plus 35 the remix with Megan Thee Stallion and Doja Cat. Um, So it did help the song propel to number two. I will say at the time it was a top 10, top 15 hit already. So I think with that, she was hoping it would you know ascend to number one and the fact that it didn't i felt was a reflection of the remix it's garnered 200 million streams which sounds like a lot but in this day and age versus like when we talked about madonna's hard candy streams obviously are much higher it pales in comparison to the original 34 plus 35 which has almost 800 million so to 200 yeah. and also for comparison her 2021 remix, which was like a year later, to save your tears has over a billion. Wow. So it's a big difference. Uh, well, so
1: also... really Go quick, on. Steve. That shows you can't polish a turd. That song itself, it's it's very cheeky. The lyrics are fun, but the song itself, like you said, there's no melody. It's very flat, and you can't put two big artists on it. and and throw a remix out there. And she did that so strategically to try to get number one, I think.
0: And the video is barely cracked 100 million on YouTube. And you look at like Savage Remix with Beyonce and with Megan Thee Stallion, it was an audio only video and it has 82 million. So she even had a video with these these two artists and it, it just didn't have the impact, I think that she was looking for. And to your point, it was almost like trying too hard to make a hit, something that wasn't a hit, a hit. What song should have been a single on the album? The album with no hooks. I
1: know. Well, a- I will say. So the first time I listened to this album, there were a couple of tracks that really stood out for me. I would say the one that I really liked was "Nasty." It gave me the vocals, at least a lot, a lot of Mariah vibes and her like very high I don't know what the term, term is but that very high almost like scream pitch that she had and it's really good track I really like that one I would have hoped that if she was going to go in the direction she did with this album she would have used a song a little sexy like that one to help support it and not go with these other tracks that didn't really wasn't really accurate reflection of the entire album itself
0: Don't wait on it tonight I wanna get nasty. That's a good track that you chose. I would say it would have been a good idea to choose the other Doja Cat feature, Motive. That was one of my favorite songs on the album. It had the most infectious hook in my opinion, and the power of these two females on streaming and on radio. Um this could have had performed better as a third single in my opinion. Tell me what's your motive? I will say she made an excellent choice sending positions as her first single that was to me by far and away the best song on the album in really? terms of like in terms of like an earworm that was a grower for yeah. me and i enjoyed that song i will
1: say as i was walking to the office today that was the one that like even though it wasn't the album at that point like i was just looping in my head nonstop, stop and i just it it does make you bop but to me, the, la- the, la- the last part of the album is probably the strongest, especially the deluxe tracks. Um, like Worst Behavior uh, is pretty good. Um, it's- Test Drive. Oh, Test drive. drive, so good.
0: So to me, what aged the best was the cohesiveness of the album. From the work I've heard from Ariana Grande, Positions was her most cohesive album I've heard to date, with each song kind of flowing into one another. Her concept to make it like sensuous, this sex record, felt like it was achieved. I know you said it was forced, but I do feel like the concept was achieved. And that message is consistently delivered with consistent production throughout. And I think that is something that, she hasn't
1: necessarily had on previous albums that she delivered here. I did like that she added in some more like funk pop soul tracks, like um, my hair uh, that really goes, you know, a little bit different direction, but I'm going to counter you though there. I think thank you. Next was a little bit more consistent in terms of like the sound and this one is, but like, it's not a good way. It's in a flat, Sleeper way, like every track almost sounds the same, and to me, that's probably where one of the albums goes wrong as well.
0: Does that remind you of another album we reviewed this season, Lord Solar Power? It
1: did actually, yeah, it did definitely make me remember
0: Lord. All right, so I'll go first with this one to switch it up a little bit, give you some time to think, Mike. But switching um, up positions, switching up positions for you. So what didn't age well to me was the frequency of her releases have caught up to her. That was like the big thing that I thought of is... Okay, so this was her sixth album in seven years. Yeah. So think about that. I mean, we've we've had four-year gaps with some artists. Before Thank You Next, she said she wants to put out music like a rapper does, meaning she didn't want to be beholden to the strict release schedule of a pop singer. She wanted just to release songs when she was done with them. <clears throat> and she... Fulfilled her, you know, desires and in, in turning out six albums in seven years, I think that finally caught up to her that she didn't take the time to go through and and probably cut a decent
1: number of the tracks that she put on positions. And she had paused. I mean, held off on releasing this album, so she had recorded it and like had said that she's not releasing any music during the pandemic, and then. Flash forward, six months later, she realizes it's not going away. She releases this album. So she, it could have been even earlier. You took mine too. I think with Ariana, it's fast food pop. And when I say that, you know, I think I it this before too, it, it tastes good. There's no real substance to it. And I think that there are some artists that can do really well at releasing album after album, like Rihanna. Let's say Rihanna. She has had... A huge, you know, like career and many times where she had song album after album. You know, I'm thinking of uh rated R, and then it went into Talk That Talk, and then it went into Unapologetic. And like she can do that. She did that for the first couple albums, but she consistently produced good music that resonated with the general public. And I think with Ariana Grande, she doesn't she isn't able to crack that formula. To keep bangers in that direction. And I think that she can really benefit. I think she will having fans just simmer a little bit and, you know, take a year to help them maximize that album, right? Give us more. With this album, she had three songs. The last album, she had three songs, and a majority of them were released within the time period of the album release itself. You know, I I wanna see her spread it out a bit more, disappear for a little bit, not for long, but for a little bit and come back with after fans have been able to really digest an album.
0: Your recommendation is kind of playing out right now because it's already 2023. She mm-hmm. hasn't released anything since 2020. And she's, I believe, prepping for Wicked. She's going to be in, mm-hmm. in Wicked. Yeah. And so clearly, I think probably taking a little bit of a break from music and the uh, rapid release schedule she was on. What is
1: your rationale for what went wrong with this album? A couple of things that are very defined. Lack of musicality within the album itself. There's nothing someone can feel like they have to go back to the album to to listen again. It's the fact that she released it literally a year after one of her, it could have been her like biggest album ever, Thank You Next, if she had extended a little bit more. You can't follow up a really solid album Th- with another album. I mean, you again, like she just, I think shot herself in the foot. So I think that's what went wrong there. It's the combination of lackluster music and really forced rushed timeline against previously amazing record.
0: It's almost like, like let it breathe and enjoy the success of thank you. Next yeah. a little bit longer. My rationale is that the album didn't have a real viral moment associated mm-hmm. with it. And wasn't promoted. I mean, Ariana Grande like didn't really promote the album outside of the remixes. If you think back to thank you next uh, Ariana Grande created this big viral moment from, you know, diss tracks about Pete Davidson. That's why thank you next. Like one of the reasons it became so popular to recreating mean girls with the the seven rings video. Like that was a big viral moment. Like this album was, is about her relationship. It's like a relationship with the real estate agent. Like it's somebody who's not as, celebritized as like people, I don't think that's a word, but as people like that she's dated Mm -hmm. in the past. And she got married seven months after the release. Remember Changes by Justin Bieber? We reviewed that right as he was singing about Haley Bieber after they were married. And if you look at big uh, pop songs by female pop stars released as first singles, you're going to see a theme about high profile relationships ending. Let's go through these, Mike. Are you ready? Yes. Driver's License, Olivia Rodrigo, Miley Cyrus, Flowers, the new Shakira song, Breaking Spotify Records, all have the same theme, Like, It's people love when artists spill the dirt. That's Mm -hmm. also, I think, a bit why Taylor Swift is so popular, because she lets people into her life.
1: Yeah, that's a solid point. You know, you think about Adele, right? She, She lets people in, and Ariana... I think purposely also doesn't do that, right? She's one of the few artists I would, I would categorize the same thing with Katy Perry and, and Lady Gaga. They don't let people into their personal lives. And I think for Ariana, again, this comes back to what I said, what I started the show with, right? I don't think she has the it factor. I don't know who she is as an artist. That's where her biggest challenge will be moving forward is her disinterest in welcoming others into her life and understanding at least some of it and injecting that into very personal music. She's not a writer. I don't think she really was up until the last couple of albums. So I feel like it's just not in her core. She's very surface level.
0: I'm going to leave it at that, Mike. All right. The first tweet is actually from Grande streaming and she says Ariana Grande's position. And she, she makes a list terrible rollout. Released election week, which I don't think we've talked about yet. No bundles, no promotion, new rules, Halloween weekend, election in all caps. She's doing just fine. She gave us her best piece of work. Grateful.
1: That's so funny because all of those things, praise, that that tweet got it right. That Twitter user got it right. Um, When I was looking at that, I was kind of remembering a lot of artists don't really release albums in October that are massive because November is the traditional end of year promotion time because you want to get holiday sales, right? When people shop and so forth. So I really think that was freaking weird of her. And she didn't announce it until like a week or so before. Again promo 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 that's where she's failed here as well
0: all right the next tweet is actually by gaga's position so maybe a a ariana and a lady gaga fan it says ariana grande is a great artist she is very versatile and has done her job in changing the industry just because positions isn't selling as much as predicted does not mean it is a flop or a bad album let me reiterate charts aren't everything And the third tweet is by Stephanie Gomez that says thoughts on Ariana Grande's discography that no one asked for, but are more of a healing exercise for me because positions is a flop and I was really counting
1: on it to get me through
0: November. So somebody that was really a big fan of Ariana and disappointed by the album. I
1: I like the self-awareness and being able to accept an artist can't always do it right. I think I just revealed my answer, Steve.
0: <laughs> All right, Mike, it's that, <laughs> it's that time.
1: It's that time. The
0: 2023 review. Yep. Mike, Ariana Grande's position, flop or not a flop?
1: Flop. Oh, God. It's a flop. And, and let me let me say one more thing and end this on. I said she's fast food pop. And that was the, like, pretty cold, Mike. She,
0: I, I know. She, you called BB REXA fast food pop, and you're putting BB REXA and Ariana Grande in the same boat, and I don't agree with that. But,
1: but the difference is, BB REXA produces tasty fast food pop. Um, Ariana Grande is like Arby's, I think sometimes, and and that's not necessarily good. But I also think, to your point earlier with Ariana saying she wants to be to release music as it goes, I think that's her accepting and self-awareness that she is a singles artist. She's not an albums artist. I think Thank You, Next could have been an albums artist piece of work, but she's a singles artist that produces singles, not bodies of art. And this album further cemented that, and honestly threw her back a little bit in her career from my perspective. So, Flop, I'm going to guess yours. but Go ahead. Flop?
0: Yes. You
1: guessed correctly. Am I that
0: obvious in the lead up to this?
1: Yeah. Well, no, Steve, this is why I also sent you dot dot dots like an ellipses in our text message today. Cause so I'm like, thanks for putting me through this, but what's your rationale?
0: I was, I was curious if you were like, why would we review this album? It had a number one and like went number one. Anyway, I considered a flop and I said, despite the single success, I see a lot of the initial success of the album to the goodwill she built with the success of Thank You Next. So when someone has like a big album prior, they receive the the accolades, I think, still and the success on the next album. There were, you know, songs that were produced without longtime co-writer, which I read Victoria Monet. And you could really tell. Uh, she sings that she was never good in math class on 34 plus 35. Like to your point about being a bit cheesy, like that's kind of a little bit what it felt like I'm excited to move on from this album is really how I feel. And I think honestly how Ariana Grande feels. I'm like, I did that moving on. She's doing wicked. That is a wrap on today's episode of Ariana Grande positions. We thank you for listening to today's episode and we're excited to keep engaging with you throughout the season. Mike, tell us, tell us how you can do that.
1: How do we do that? Fluffography podcast, all social media platforms, um, engage back with us. We will comment back on you. Tell us what you want to hear and uh, watch on this podcast moving forward. You can go to um, anchorfm flopography podcast to find us on any streaming networks if you're watching us right now and want to share with a friend. You can also like, comment, subscribe if you are on YouTube. So please do that. That does help our uh, metrics and so forth and reach. And um, email us, flopographypodcast at gmail.com. Send us voice notes. Tell us what your thoughts are on the album. We'll go back. We'll go back at you too. And uh, otherwise, we look forward to keeping in touch with y'all.
0: No hate tweets for Mike after the Fast Food Pop comment. See you guys.